Hi, I'm Caleb. I'm a cardist, and I'm interviewing other cardists to see how and why they create, so we can learn how to grow as a community. Welcome to Cardistry Talk. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Cardistry Talk. This is episode 29, and today I am joined by the magnificent Juan, also known as the Card Penter, on Instagram. You may know her from her Instagram account, where she posts pictures of resin trainers, some cardistry, magic, a little bit of everything playing card related. Welcome to the show. Thanks for thanks for being here. Yeah, so thanks for having me here. So my name is Wen Xiu. If you can't pronounce my name, just call me Wen. Yeah, so I have been, I started collecting cards actually 2009. So it was more of like a magic kind of things. And then uh, eventually I went into cardistry because of my friends in a magic club that I joined in school. Yeah, so eventually I sort of, you know, I, I don't really want to waste a lot of money on buying too much cards or like trainers and accessories. So I started uh, coming up with ideas on how to make my own trainers. So I look at uh, Chase Duncan's um, trainers, like, how, how it's like and then when my, my friends have some trainers I'll see how I can make it so from then on I started making my own trainers so I started buying resin and then explore with ways of making them and for now it's more mainly of coming out with new ideas that has never been explored in Kadishi before so right now I have some works in progress but I shall not reveal that yet yeah mm-hmm. and just like scrolling through your instagram like preparing for this um interview i saw like the card pu- like the little card puzzles with the playing cards and like um earrings and a lot of other stuff that you kind of wouldn't normally expect and i really i like the those kind of builds and those kind of things that you don't really expect um have you how much have you played around with like making jewelry and other things outside of trainers um, jewelry is only maybe about a few months ago. Yeah, so because I, I like to go out to a shopping mall and then just walk around and look at some stuff. So I like to go to those like art shop and then I'll see like, oh, it's an earring. Then I'll be like, oh, maybe I can make something with earring, but very plain card related because that's what, I, that's what I mainly love, right? Yeah. And then I will make some and then give it to my friends, ask them for their feedback. I mean, they are usually girls. I mean, guys don't really wear earrings, right? <laughs> yeah, that's that's really cool. I th- I've been like trying to think lately, like what are ways like people in the playing card community could make money outside of just making a deck of cards? Cause that's like the go-to kind of thing. I, I was curious about like when, when I saw your stuff, I'm like, oh, there might be like a market for like playing card type of jewelry because that can reach like outside of just people that are doing playing cards too. That can reach um just the general masses you know yeah Um, yeah yeah definitely so so, yeah i I was planning to make it for sale next time like once i get sort of better at it because there's actually a much more work between just you know pouring resin you still need to drill the hole you don't need to open that little metal thing and then hook it out everything actually the hooking up takes much more time than actually making the main piece of the earring yeah so i bought a lot of like um tools to help me to make all this little stuff yeah mm-hmm. 
And how, how long do you usually take to like make these type of um, these trainers and like how much time does it usually take you to uh, start one of these projects? Um, okay, I, I think that the main waiting time is for the resin to cure and it can take up to three days. And usually I don't make them in one piece. So I have to make two sides separately and then that will become a whole thing. So if uh, from the start to finish, it might probably take up to one week, but most of the working time, like the actual time I sit on my table and actually half an hour to one hour. So I will spend my after work time, like my full-time job, and then I will do this whenever I have the free time. Yeah, I mean, I think just when I was going through your account, that's one of the main things that stuck out to me was making all this really cool playing card stuff um, with the trainers and the earrings and all the stuff we've talked about. Um, one other thing that I saw that was pretty common is you have a, a pretty huge collection. Um, well, I don't, I don't know about huge anymore because people get pretty carried away with this, but um, you have some really cool um, stuff and you've displayed it really well. Um, so how did you kind of get into collecting and, and what's kind of some standout pieces that you have, I guess? Um, collecting, well, I mean, when I started to actually buy a lot of cards, it was probably like five, six years ago. So, you know, uh, that was the time where, you know, that uh, Kickstarter project started coming out, people were creating their deck. So it's a pretty much a year where like, a lot of custom decks are coming out. I mean, aside from those, like from Illusionist, the thing that started the custom deck thing. So I started buying a lot of cards because I feel like, oh, um, it's like I'm collecting art pieces, but they are super portable and super small. And you can just like put it on your table and then it's like, oh, it's super nice. And then if you open it, you can shuffle them. And most of the 52 cards, some are transformation deck, they are all different and unique. So sometimes these kind of decks can also uh, inspire us who creates work to do something with the deck itself. Yeah. Um, prominent works, you know, I personally like um, the custom decks from Seasons, you know, Alex Chin, he does, he runs Portfolio 52 as well. So he's what I like is because his card box is super amazing. Like what I see every year he releases, he always comes up with like super innovative card box. So you know, there's one where it's like the he used the magic mirror. You can fall from the infinity corridor if you put a few decks together and you pull out the card case and under a certain light condition, you can see the inside of the artwork in that mm -hmm. box. Yeah. So, well, you could say he's my favorite uh, playing card designer. Yeah, so I always look forward to what he'll come up with because he's always using something you have never seen before in the playing card community for the custom decks. Yeah, so I like the I like the palace one a lot with the magic mirror. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's pretty insane. I know I saw you have like a complete smoke and mirrors um, collection, which makes me super jealous. <laughs> um, all I have is like this the denims back here, but um, how how much of it do you how much of this do you use and how much of it's just kind of on the shelf looking pretty? <laughs> um, if it's a if it's a deck I like, I will open it. So I think I have about maybe sixty 
60 to 80 open decks but most of which is i when i op i opened them when i started collecting yeah it's only when i started like oh i want to keep them sealed so then i started pushing decks into my shelves and everything and try to make them um stay pretty <laughs> yeah that's yeah. really cool like i can't like i can't stop myself from opening like if there's a deck of cards and it's not opened like I want to open it <laughs> like okay, I, want to, okay. I want to play around with it like I'm always like s super impressed by how like clean like um you and like some other people who's been on the show Cedric Lancy who's who's a playing card designer um how like beautiful they have their setup for their collection and then mine I have like just decks laying around with huge creases and stuff on them but like I just can't help but like want to open and touch them <laughs> With them. Well, I mean, I mean, yeah, I mean, some collectors also open all their decks, so mm -hmm. I think it's up to a kind of like a perspective thing. Some people want to keep it in mint condition, some people want to look at all the cards in the deck. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, yeah, I mean, there's no correct way it's to not... go about doing any of this, like, we're all a little weird, <laughs> yeah, 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 correct. <laughs> um, like, an another hobby that I used to be pretty big into was like video game collecting um oh, okay. and like with them they'll have like sealed and then like they'll take it one step further their rate how like fresh and new the game is um so they actually have like a rating system for how good like a sealed thing is and i could see that eventually happening like it'll be dumb but it'll happen eventually <laughs> they'll be like <laughs> uh playing card um letter ranking for how how quality the box and everything is in a new condition what are what are some other hobbies that you do outside of playing cards just out of personal curiosity um outside of playing cards uh, well i do martial arts so i go to the gym and then i train and stuff yeah so actually pretty much it's more of doing sports like you know keeping fit and everything i mean i do enjoy it a mm. lot yeah uh, other than that, I guess actually not much. It's all revolving around yeah. cards. <laughs> yeah. There's no, yeah. nothing wrong with that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just, I'm always curious to ask that question because there's usually a lot of overlap. Like there's usually a lot of skaters. There's a lot of musicians, um, okay. specifically in cardistry, um, which is obviously the focus more so for me. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm always interested to hear what people have to say and like how it could potentially affect what they've created or done. Right, yeah, definitely. Yeah, so recently I also started working on a resin chair. So I, I, I buy like a small, so I can show you. So it's more like a, you know, like a collage of playing cards mm. and then it's like a Chance. Oh, cool. So, yeah. So I just do whatever I, I can think of doing with the mm -hmm. Yeah, it's pretty fun. I mean, it's not just resin. I have to spray paint the chairs and get other materials to do it and make sure the chair still works. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do you, do you yeah. ever feel like kind of guilty when you like cut into these cards or like um, spray over top of them and stuff like that? Put them in resin. You know when I when I started these two years ago, like started making trainers, I'm like, oh, it's actually quite hard pain to <laughs> cut 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 out the cuts. Yeah, but eventually when I started cutting out more, then it just become like 
hey, I want to cut, I want to cut out this stack. I'm just gonna, I then I just take it and cut it. Like there's no guilt anymore because, uh, whenever I make trainers, there will definitely be five cuts missing, for the yeah. trainer. So then the rest of the deck will be like, okay lah, I can, I can cut off, any number of cuts I want since there's already missing cuts. Yeah. yeah. So no, no guilt about it. <laughs> yeah, as long as you have like. 49 50 cards you'll probably be fine so yeah i mean i still shuffle decks with missing cards i mean they still work perfectly fine mm -hmm. i mean I'm, I'm not using it for magic anyway yeah how, how much magic do you do i know i saw a lot of cd manipulation that kind of the main magic that you do or do you kind of dabble in everything uh well cd is i i learned it back in my magic club from one of my senior so actually, doing all those is actually, I'm just helping some people for their video trailer. Like, they just wanted something visual. So I'll help them with their video filming to contribute, you know, some magic tricks. Yeah. And personally, also, I, I, I still collect some, like, magic props. So I'm more into, like, um, the food kind of magic because it feels very organic. Even though I don't perform them, I only perform them um, through Instagram. You know, I post my videos there and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, you just do a little bit of everything. It seems like cardistry, magic, collecting, creating. Do you have any like personal goals as it pertains to playing cards going into the future? Personal goals. Um, what I have in mind is I I will set up my own store next time, so to sell my own trainers. But um, yeah, still working on something. So, which I think is quite unique not seen before because I feel like also when you hang out with different people, your friends and everything, even though they are not talking about magic. So I have friends who, who is a physics teacher, you know Harapano, he's a physics teacher. So sometimes he'll give me some very, very weird and quirky ideas. And then I'll be like, oh, you know, I want to try that out and see how it works in a trainer and how it can help with um, making the art form in a cooler way, like how you present your move as a whole and how the trainer can interact with each other mm -hmm. probably like how it can change color possibly and stuff like that yeah yeah i really love like um cavities for example where you have like holes in the trainers or like um with resin ones that you can get a little bit of stick in between um the packets when you kind of squish it together um, but it'll be interesting to see like what other creations you and other people in the community can potentially come up with. Just when you said about the color changing thing, I don't know if this has ever been attempted, but like how you have like those cups or something where you pour in water and then it changes colors based on the temperature. Yeah. Like I don't know. Mood, mood ring. I think uh, color changing, I think Ben, he really does it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So he, he uses the, you know, the mood ring. So based on what you say, it's a temperature sensitive kind of pigment. So mm -hmm. under the sun and in the like an indoor, it will have a different color. Yeah. But for me, uh, I wanted to do something like when the packet slides, and then something will change. So it's not it's not about the environment. It's pertaining to just the packet itself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So also recently, I I had I had this idea. I haven't worked on it. It's just in my head. Like just few days ago. Of, yeah, no, I get that. Uh, yeah, something like cavities, but you know, something that can move inside. But I'm not sure how I'm going to do that yet. 
yeah mm-hmm. so it's just a process thought in progress what are what were some of the harder um projects that you've tried to attempt in the past harder projects um if uh if it's still pertaining to trainers uh, I once had a collaboration with Carvolution, so one of my uh, retail cut shop here. So we are making a trainers, but the the big issue we did was he he gave me stickers to work with instead of cuts. So that was a big problem because um, resin doesn't go well with smooth sticker finish. It it splits super easily, far more easily than if you are to do it with cuts, it's like a full on. So eventually we it's something that I spent a lot of time to think about how I can make it stick, but actually it's, it doesn't really work that well, I guess. Yeah. So we still we I mean for the, the best trainer is still make to make it like clear border at the side. So the resin touch touches each other. Yeah. So they are more so indestructible. They won't mm-hmm. split so easily yeah i mean i sometimes when i do it i'll just throw it on the floor like 50 times to see if if it, if it speaks easily if you not then it's good lah. yeah mm. yeah and you made like a lot of those right for that carb carb trainers yeah it's a yeah so that's why it's sort of like the biggest project because i had to finish like 10 sets or 13 sets in like Two, two weeks which is quite hard because i have a i have a job yeah and my my workspace is actually pretty small i can only work on like one set of trainer at, at one time yeah mm-hmm. yeah it's quite quite a quite a challenging but quite a fun fun project to work on yeah it's just mm-hmm. something to ch- challenge myself yeah and then probably like yeah. a little sigh of relief once it's done yeah yeah definitely <laughs> Um, so speaking on Carbvolution, I know I saw that you visited their their new studio recently. What was that? What was that like visiting there? Yeah, so he opened a new studio. I mean, it's it's pretty small, but the space is pretty decent for like a hangout. So you can do whatever you want there. He have you can buy decks there, and he also have like this little cabinet of drawer where all his decks are just open. So you know you can just go there and sit down there and then just find whatever decks that you look you find interesting and you can just take them out to shuffle and see what it feels like. Yeah. So because for me as a collector, I don't I don't really open much decks now compared to last time. So it's actually quite fun to just find one deck and then jam with it with uh your friends and stuff in the studio. Yeah. yeah. That's like that's really cool. Like I want one of those, like we have Fontaine um, store here, but that's like very far away from me. Um, <laughs> but like, I want something like that. And like, I'm, I want to try to make something like that, a gathering point um, here in Cincinnati, Ohio, where I live, um, Midwest America, USA. <laughs> but like, I would love to make something like that where people can just come join, have a good time and like, just a place to meet it's really cool that we're starting to see these pop up like i know anyone's starting to make their own little store as well um so it'll be exciting to see potentially other brands picking up on that and running with that idea of having like actual physical locations and stores 
Yeah, definitely. Uh, recently, one of my magic shop, they also sort of revamped their shop front. So they made more space and then put a chair and the table so that people can hang out there. I'm, I'm not sure why, but I'm not sure if it's COVID that is making this uh, situation, like people to change, everything is changing right now, you know. Mm-hmm. So because we can't, we can't meet outside with too many people because of restrictions in our country. So it's just quite cool to see that um, things are evolving for like to benefit everyone, hang out and jam in a place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Having a place to go and like being able to like talk with people like in person is really important, I think, to yeah. any hobby to be like enjoy it and to like continue in it. I think like these popping up is really great because obviously Cardistry Con isn't, hasn't been happening. Um, so this is kind of like some small ways to kind of relieve that. Um, but I think if there's like small groups like around everywhere basically that people could find and meet up, like that would be super great. I know here in the States, like the closest people that I know to me are like two hours away probably in a drive. Um, so like it's not super easy to like be in contact with other people yeah that's true for for me it's still quite easy i mean um two hours drive for you is very far but two hours i can just get to town easily and then you know meet up some friends and and lunch and talks over cuts and magic stuff Mm -hmm. that's quite crazy though coming back to um, cardistry. This is a question I ask everybody. I know when we were talking before, you said not you're not necessarily like super big into creating moves and stuff. But when you do try to create moves, is there any process or any way that you go about um, making cardistry moves? For me, most of them comes by accident. So when I fiddle with cards and then I see like, hey, this is actually quite um, interesting. So I will try to replicate that mistake and see if it can evolve to something better. So I'm just mixing a mistake with uh, something that I already know and see how it could look meshed up together. I think that's mainly how I sort of create moves. I mean, I don't really have a lot of moves that I can call my own. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's perfectly fine. Um, I just, I love to ask that question because that's kind of like, at the heart of why I started this show was like to kind of ask like how do we make moves how do we make better moves um and like how can we grow as an art form and as people in this in this hobby um and when you said like you make like a small difference or mistake in what you're doing and then see if you can do something with it I think that's how most stuff's kind of created for most people most stuff is like happy little accidents um yeah as bob ross would say um but most things are not on purpose and then you just kind of have to figure out what you did one question that i have for you as pertaining to your collection and creating things um what advice do you have to people who want to have um something unique in their collection or want to um make their collection pop oh something unique in their collection 
that's a very hard question to answer because like um there are, there are a few brands that goes over hype and then some decks are really very hard to get and then you just have to end up paying like a super high price and i don't think that's that's how um collecting cards should work i feel like cards should be made affordable and if i'm paying a high price i want it to be more like premium so like a deck that is gilded or mm. like a, a an artwork that is more um I wouldn't say functional, but something more unique and more custom rather than just standard faces. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, of course, uh, definitely standard faces have their own uh, pros. I mean, magicians like standard faces. They don't like custom artwork at all. So, pertaining to collecting cards, I think it's more finding what your favorite designer is, who your favorite designer is, and then, you know, just collect whatever you, you like. I mean, you could have a whole series of these um, designer, your favorite designer decks in your collection. To make it pop, I guess you could just find a nice way to display everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So obviously, there's the glass cases you have behind you, and you utilize a lot of carrot cases as well um, to display some of your stuff. So those are great options. And and like you said, I think it's very important to make your collection personal and kind of, I mean, it's, it's what it's, you're going to be the one mainly looking at it. Um, So it has to be stuff you enjoy. Um, And I think finding those little pieces that you really enjoy and kind of highlighting them is, is pretty important. Um, I know for me, I really like um, over here, I was in the uh, squeezers V3 trailer for uh, organic playing cards. So I have the deck that we used in that trailer up there. And that's like, I, I it's the first thing I see. So it was like super cool. Um, yeah. But having stuff that's different and then just brings you kind of some immediate joy is, is important. I think more so than having a ton of cards. Yeah, I, I feel like um, many kids nowadays, they just, they just buy whatever is coming up in the market. And I don't, Okay, I don't necessarily see it as a bad thing, but it's not either a very good thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I think they should just collect what they like instead of, you know, going along with the hype train. Because yeah. people have it and then you want it. I, I don't think that's very personal in terms of collection. I think some people just want to um, sort of flex their decks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that, oh, you know, I have these old oh, Fontaines and stuff. I mean, I have that, but that was because uh when when Zach came out with the Kickstarter uh, Indiegogo, then I, I got it. So somehow I just follow it. But then and eventually I stopped collecting all his decks because one, it's it's hard to get every release. Mm-hmm. And two, actually not, not all the decks are nice anyway. So I only I only uh continue collecting some of the collabs. Yeah. Yeah. So one of my favorites are you know the Deck Miler is super super nice. Yeah, Dabs Mylar are really good. I really like the Brain Deads as well. Um, but yeah, it seems like cards come out at a rate so fast that, like, for me personally, I want to use every deck, like, until they're to the till they're poopy, till they're poop decks. Um, and like, too many decks come out to, that I would want to buy, um, <laughs> to where I would be able to do that. Um, so I kind of have to pick and choose now what I want yeah. and, and what's worth my money. 
I feel like a lot of teens or, or younger people in the hobby, they have a lot of expendable cash because some of them have jobs and they don't have to pay rent and bills and food and everything. So they kind of will buy everything and anything that comes out and then they don't really appreciate the stuff that they've bought and like they don't necessarily use it or um, it just kind of goes and sits on a shelf. Um, yeah, yeah. And I think they quit too fast. Like um, they buy a lot of cards, they start cardistry for half a year to a year and then you just start to see them selling off their cards. So um, it ends up being a hobby that doesn't last very long for them. So at the end of the show, I usually like to do what I call the rapid round of questions. And what that is, is just three minutes of a bunch of random questions. And the goal is to answer as many as possible. You ready? Yes. All right. I'm ready. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, (laughs) all right. Let's do this. Um, What is your favorite TV show right now? I don't really watch TV. I prefer anime. Mm. What's your favorite anime right now? Uh, Attack of the Titans. Nice. Yeah, I'm watching that too. Um, Pancakes or waffles? Um, Waffles. Coke or Pepsi? Coke. Summer or winter? Summer. If an actress was to portray you in a movie, who would you want it to be? Maybe a dragon slayer? I don't know. (laughs) Um, Have you ever broken a bone? No. What would the title of your autobiography be? The title? The title, yeah. I have no idea, man. <laughs> the card pender. Um, yeah, probably. What is... Do you have a favorite band or musician? Um, not really, no. Uh, cats or dogs? Cats. If you could add any word to the dictionary, what would it be? Is Kadishi in the dictionary already? No, no. Yeah, I would, I would add that. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's been a common one. Um, does pineapples belong on pizza? No. Oh. <laughs> Android or iPhone? Android. What is your favorite deck of cards at the moment? Uh, my own deck of cards. It's a good, good choice. Um, describe your perfect day. Perfect day. Um, sitting at home, making trainers. Um, what do we got? What do we got? If you could have any superpower, what would it be? Being good at Kadishi. Uh, no, I'm like, maybe. I'll be a super smart person, hopefully. <laughs> um, do you have a favorite type of food? Favorite type of food? I like, I like Japanese food. And uh, what is your, do you have a favorite unoriginal move? So a move you haven't made? Favorite unoriginal move? Mm-hmm. Uh, face by Tobias. Face. Uh, if you could have coffee with any Disney character, who would it be? Mickey Mouse? <laughs> um, who is the most famous cardist you've ever met? Most famous cardist? Uh, I think it's probably the Burt's 
team. I mean, since they are in the same country as me, and I haven't really traveled out of Singapore much yet. When I was talking with uh one earlier, I was saying that I'll probably switch this up here sometime soon because I don't think anybody's gonna beat Michelle's record of twenty whatever that was. Um, so if you guys have any ideas of what game or what kind of fun thing to do at the end, uh, feel free to message me and, and give me some ideas because I'm looking for them and I want to keep the show fresh and fun. Um, Card Pender, thank you for being on the show. Thank you for taking your time. At the end of the show, I like to do what I call roll out the close-up pad, which is just my way of saying, is there anything that you'd like to promote or any last thing you would want to leave the audience with? Um. The only thing that I'm working on now is a new deck, so uh, it looks something like that. I haven't re reviewed the back design and anything inside yet, so that's all you'll see, and you'll be coming out on Kickstarter on 20th April. All right, um, so definitely get on that, guys. As always, I will have links to all of her stuff in the description, so if you guys don't know who she is and somehow know who I am, you can check that out and get to know her. Um, thank you for being on the show. I hope everybody has a wonderful day and we'll see you guys later. Bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of Card Street Talk. If you enjoyed it, consider following the podcast. You can also find me on YouTube and Instagram.